Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today we've got a lot of great stories, and our first story is from Ardlanta. An entitled mother insists that I share my Nintendo Switch with her child on my flight. This just happened the other day, and after sharing the story with friends and family, a few of them suggested that I share it here. The scene is a Southwest airline flight. I was sitting in a window seat next to two lovely women, and directly horizontal from us was an empty seat, a mom, and her son. The flight was taking off. For those who don't know, you're required to stay seated and keep your seatbelts on for the beginning of the flight until the captain says otherwise. I was strapped in my seat and decided to take out my Nintendo Switch from my carry-on beneath my feet. Excuse me, ma'am? I didn't realize at first that the mother in the seat's horizontal for me was trying to get my attention. She unbuckled her belt and moved to the empty seat by the aisle closer to me. She said, ma'am, with the video game? I lifted my head, but the stranger next to me nudged me as well. That lady wants to get your attention, the woman next to me muttered. I turned my head to see this woman leaning across the aisle with her hands on the armrest of the aisle seat in my row. Sorry, she began. I just wanted to know if there was any way that my son could use that game for a little while. I'm so sorry, I began. My Nintendo Switch is just really important to me. I don't feel comfortable giving it to anyone I don't know. I don't even let my sisters play with it. I was going to continue, but the woman cut me off. Oh, my son's not like most kids, she replied. He's not destructive. His cousin has one of those and he knows how to play. She smiled and set her hand out. The two women seated next to me looked at me as if they were also in disbelief. I'm sorry, I said again. I just don't feel comfortable. I brought it for me. How old are you? The woman said with a huff, retracting her hand and slapping it on her lap. I'm 25, but I don't see how that matters, I replied, growing exceptionally uncomfortable. Well, she began, clearly sounding agitated. My son is eight. This is an hour and 45 minute flight and he just wants something to do. He can't see it for a few minutes. I said, no, I'm not comfortable with that. I'm sorry, but I'm expecting you to understand since this is my property. I put my head down and unpaused my game as to ignore anything she had further to say. Are you serious? She seemed genuinely livid. Well, insert child's name here. Sorry, buddy. Not everyone knows how to share, the woman said to the kid next to her. Her child started whining and kicking the seat in front of him. Thanks for this, she said to me. A sweet kid just wants to share with you and you're being ignorant about it. Before I even opened my mouth, one of the ladies in my row snapped back at her. How dare you bring that energy on this plane? She told you so kindly that she doesn't feel comfortable with passing her electronics to a stranger. The mother wasn't having it. She's an adult and can't share with a child for a few minutes of a nearly two hour flight. You should have brought something for him to do then, the woman in my row responded. It shut her up good. At the end of the flight, the woman collected her luggage from the overhead bins and said, I hope you're happy going against God's word, not sharing with a child. Some of the people around us giggled. 
I'm sure that they all overheard the drama at the beginning of the flight. I've come across entitled people in my life, but this strange lady took the cake. If you were sitting in a nearby row and you saw this kind of conversation going down between two strangers and one of their kids, would you call that Karen out yourself? Or would you rather just turn up the volume on your headphones and hope the rest of the flight goes smoother than that? Let me know how you would handle it in the comments down below. Our next story is from Sad Girl Loves Life. Entitled Dad tries to make me give up my new cooking book as I'm too young to have it. I love cooking. It's one of my greatest passions. It makes me feel relaxed. So two days ago, me and my mom are shopping at Walmart. We passed the book section. Now, I'm not sure if other Walmarts are like this, but in ours, the cooking books are in the book aisle. Yes, we have a book aisle. I'm 13 and, like I said before, I love cooking. My mom sees the book and asks me if I want to buy it. Now, you might be thinking, why would your mom want to buy you a cooking book if she could just teach you? Well, my mom has a very life-taking job, if that makes any sense. I'm not quite sure what she works, as she never really told me, but I do know that when she's home, it's usually for a couple hours, and then she's back to work. I'm at an age where I'm responsible enough to be left at home. So, anyway, I say yes because I love getting new cooking books. I have about eight at this point, without this book. So my mom buys the book, it's about $15, and once we get home, I immediately take it out and start reading through the pages. I cook dinner for me and my mom, and it turns out to be great. The following day, my aunt and her daughter decide to come over to my house, because they hear I got a new recipe that I want to try out, as it's my cousin's two-year anniversary of beating cancer. Once they arrive, kind cousin and entitled dance sit, and I make dinner. My mom's in her room on her computer finishing up a meeting. Once dinner's made, I called my mom, and she comes out and sits down at the dinner table along with everyone else. You might be thinking that this is a lot of responsibility or that I'm not acting my age, but honestly, like I said before, cooking is something that I really enjoy, and it relaxes me, and I'm glad that I can make other people happy with my food, like my cousin, especially considering that day was the two-year anniversary of her beating breast cancer. After dinner, the kind cousin and my mom start talking about our school life while I ask Entitled Aunt to help me do dishes. This is me being open to have conversation with her. After a while, she starts bringing up the new cooking book that's currently sitting on the counter next to me. She starts asking where I bought it and things like that. Once I tell her it was the last one, she immediately starts getting aggressive. She says, what do you mean that was the last one? I say, I mean that was the last one, there's no more left? She says, but kind cousin deserves one, today's a special day for her. At this point, she's no longer helping me, but just staring at me. I say, well, I'm sorry, but I can't give up this cookbook. It was the last one, and my mom's going on a trip for work. She won't be back for a week and a half, so I needed to cook dinner. Sure, I could use other cookbooks I have, but I really wanted to try this one out. She was furious. Well, I don't care. Today's about my daughter who beat cancer, and you're too young to have it anyway. At this point, I'm speechless. I don't understand why she wants it so bad. She says, I'll tell your mother that you hate us. But the thing is, while she's been yelling, my mom heard the entire thing. My mom says, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to ask y'all to leave. And at this point, kind cousin was practically dragging my entitled aunt out the door. Later on, kind cousin apologizes for her mom's behavior. And I told her it wasn't her fault and she shouldn't have done that, especially since it was such an important day to her. I also told her if it was such a big deal, she could borrow my cookbooks from time to time. Kind Cousin agreed and right now I'm letting her borrow one of my older books. The call 
Today, I got a call from my entitled aunt, demanding that I take the old book back and give kind cousin the new book that I got. I told her no and that kind cousin was happy with the older book and even said that she would give it back as soon as she could. My entitled aunt went insane, screeching over the phone about how unfair it was and that I was too young to be cooking alone in the kitchen. Question, should I just give her my brand new book? First of all, it's awesome to hear about the cousin beating cancer because absolutely screw cancer. That said, OP has no obligation to give anybody their brand new book that they purchased for themselves. In no way should OP feel guilted into giving up something that they bought for themselves. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from No Sandwich 9822 Entitled Neighbor Demands I Driver Haven't spoken to my neighbor for three years after I began refusing to be her taxi. We had a decent relationship for a time, always cordial. Neighbor doesn't drive and, at the time, I was a stay-at-home mom with a toddler and two in school. She first began by coming by one afternoon, asking if I could take her and her kids to the dentist. Okay, sure, it's not far. Then another time, her child needed to be seen at an urgent care and she needed me to take them, but this is when the issues first began. That particular day, I had a contractor at the house that needed to finish with this. She told me I needed to hurry. I told her it wouldn't take long, but if it's an emergency, call for emergency services or an Uber. She said it would wait, so my contractor's done, and we go, and I pick them back up. Well, this goes on for a while, off and on. Frankly, it's a little frustrating, but I'm trying to be neighborly. But then she began flipping a little. One day, I get a text asking if I've left to take my kids to school. I had. She said hers overslept and wanted me to drop them off for her. Our kids went to different schools. I say yes, but she needs to come too because I won't sign them in. She agreed, and overall, I spent an extra 40 minutes out of my morning with my toddler who doesn't love being in the car. But okay, again, being neighborly. Then a pattern emerges. The kids keep oversleeping and knocking on my door or texting. I often try to run errands after I drop my kids off so I'm out. I get a text. Where are you? Will you be back from taking your kids to school soon? I need a ride. I say no, I won't be home. And then she asks if my husband can do it since he works from home. Um, no, he's working. She got snippy and said she'd have to call them out of school again and they've missed too much. I ignored that and went about my errands. My toddler had some health complications, so we're often at the dock. Got another text asking where I am and when I'll be home. I say I'm in the next city over and no idea. Needs to call an Uber. She claims Uber is unsafe and she'll get killed. Then says she'll get a ride to her appointment in the same city and I can wait for her to be done and take her home. I ignored her after that. Next week, I'm at a doctor far from home. Again, get a text. This time it's, where are you? You're not home again. And your husband won't answer the door. We need a ride to the dentist in 30 minutes or I'll have to cancel the visit. Can you hurry home? I am beyond tired of being questioned about my whereabouts. My husband doesn't even do that. So I ignore her, finish the visit, and take my kids to get treats. Then a text, are you coming? I need you to hurry. Again, I ignore. I'm over it at this point. Then, never mind, we missed it. Final straw was two weeks later. She meets me outside while I'm doing yard work. She said her kid got signed up for an orthodontist and needs me to drive them to monthly appointments and she'll pay gas. And the kicker, orthodontist is about 40 minutes drive in a bad part of town. Considering the appointment can take an hour and then 40 back, 
every month for roughly two years. She said I could just wait with my toddler or their shopping nearby. I told her flat out, no, I don't like being far from the kids' school in case I've got to get them, and my toddler will be miserable and that's just too far. I asked her why she booked an orthodontist that far when she doesn't drive, and she said because it's cheaper. She kept arguing, but I stayed firm in my no. She was very frustrated with me, and had been frustrated I hadn't been around more lately to help her out. My husband's mad at this point, and had told me to stop completely because she's using me and he doesn't like that. He was right. I told her I won't change my mind. She grew cold towards me. She got another ride, but then one month later her ride bailed on her and she came and asked if I would take her. I told her no, I explained it last time and that's not changing. She was furious and legit never spoke to me again, and I certainly won't reach out for more of that. Would you guys agree with me that it's already more than you would reasonably expect being neighborly to drive somebody around to multiple appointments? I could imagine bailing them out once or twice in a blue moon. But would you guys agree with me that it's beyond already neighborly just to give them that ride? Let me know what you guys think in the comments. Our next story is from Glazafruix. Oh great, I'm a freaking jerk now. This is a rant because it happened a couple hours ago and I'm still seething something mad. It'll help me calm down and sleep. Backstory, I'm 35 year old male, fully employed, single, living currently with my dad at my sister's house. Their house is big, she and her family occupy the upper levels, while me and dad dearest live downstairs in a decently sized apartment basically. The reason being, I've bought myself a house last year and it needed some heavy renovations. My mother and grandmother passed in the span of the last year, six months apart, and it hit us quite a bit financially. So in order to afford both the mortgage and the renovations, it's been decided that I'll move in with the old man, and to also keep him company after my mother's passing and he'll be helping me with the house. Can't fault him here, he knows mostly what he's doing. My dad is, to remain polite, a freaking control freak. It's like I'm back being 14 again. As far as I remember, his only ways of communicating with us are ordering around and berating in that order. We have nothing in common, I can't start a conversation with him without it turning about me being a naive idiot who knows nothing about life, me and my day, yada yada. Also, the way I hold my fork is wrong, I shouldn't sleep past 9am because other adult people are already up and about doing whatever adult people are doing, like repairing cars or some crap, etc. So after working all day, all I want is to be left alone and not subjected to his life lessons, which rarely happens because I have basically zero privacy and he just loves to tell me I'm a failure of an adult. On to the story. So today I left work a bit later because I hate leaving crap unfinished and the client wanted his stuff done. I work in IT. If half an hour extra, paid by the way, would mean I wouldn't have to return later, it works for me. Which earned me another lesson about how I should prioritize family matters first and ditch work four hours earlier if necessary. Right, and then getting fired, but for some reason he doesn't seem to understand the nuance. All because he asked me to drive by the house in order to check the work done. And I, for some reason, didn't ask the workers to stay past 6pm in order to discuss things with them. I just knew the evening would be crappy. And it was indeed. See, while I've been admiring my new walls and paint, I've noticed a note in my mailbox. Some dude wanted to know if I wanted to keep the old doors, and if not, if he could have them. Great, I thought. I wouldn't need to throw them away myself. And I told dad about it. Big mistake. 
And when my dad asks, nay, orders you to do something, it has to be done as he said and right freaking now. So here I am, still chewing my dinner, calling the dude about the doors. Per usual protocol, he's hovering around, telling me what to say and how to say it, while rolling his eyes when I kindly tell him to freak off in the distance. Because, let's be frank, it's annoying as heck, and he's been doing it for years. He can only hear my side of the conversation, and the door guy basically confirms by himself what my dad wants to know. But, because I didn't ask like my dad said I should, it made him increasingly annoyed. Why would I ask for information that's already been confirmed, right? By the end of the call, he's been yelling at me and calling me names, which shouldn't be uttered to your own children, and I laid it unto him, because I don't like being insulted, even less by my own family. He then went to his room, pouted for five minutes, then went back to me and threw his copy of the house keys in my face, telling me I'm on my own and he wouldn't help with the house anymore, an empty thread he likes to throw around when he can't get his way. I told him that the next time he calls me names and acts like a child, I'll deck him hard enough he'll need a straw for his next dinner. We're not talking to each other now. The silence is golden. I feel for OP because people like this are not easy to deal with. All I would say is if you're ever dealing with a person like this, it's definitely all about control and narcissism and thinking their way is the absolute right way. Basically, I would say don't give these kinds of people an inch and also try to avoid letting them have anything they can possibly hold over you because they will use that against you. Our next story is from Love and Caution. My family came to visit me for two weeks and stole $500 plus of stuff from my apartment. I live in a tiny one bedroom. My parents invited themselves over to live here for two weeks. They live over a thousand miles away and drove here to my city. They couldn't afford to pay for a hotel and I felt rude if I didn't let them stay. It was a mess. They slept on blow up mattresses and I couldn't walk anywhere without tripping. The first day, my mom threw everything out of my bedroom closet because I needed to organize, and she took photos of everything. I noticed my mom stashing some of my clothes away in my little sister's suitcase. When I called her out, she called me selfish and denied it. She had several meltdowns and temper tantrums when I told her to stop going through everything I own. Sneakily, over the first week, she kept digging and finding stuff I was hiding on purpose. She got mad at me for having condoms and alcohol. My dad got really upset about that too. It's been a couple days since they left, and I just noticed all the clothing they stole for me and makeup. I had hundreds and hundreds of dollars of makeup that I can't afford to replace. My bathroom cabinet was wiped out. I honestly feel betrayed and feel like I have nobody to trust now. Not even my own family. My mom and sister are denying everything. They said I never had it to begin with. Honestly, I don't really care who they are to you. If they went and did that to me, I would call them up and demand them to give every last thing that you can identify back, or you're going to file a police report about it. Also, I think this goes without saying, but OP should never let them in their house ever again. They are not to be trusted. Our next story is from Perspective Dry 9601 Mom insists I go to college or she'll turn my phone off. I'm 19 year old female, turning 20 this year, and college just costs too much for me to want to collect a debt. I'll struggle my whole life to pay back. My mom is very mad about this, although she never graduated or attended college herself. My younger brother, 18, graduated this year and plans on going to college in a year and this set my mom off. 
She started telling everyone I need to pay my phone bill or else she'll shut it off because I'm just sitting on my butt all day doing nothing. But I have a job and a whole house with four pets me and my boyfriend, 20, are taking care of. We think she's pushing me to go to college because I'm the oldest girl and she wants a role model for my five younger siblings. But they already called me mom growing up, so they had a good role model until she kicked me out four years ago. I'm willing to pay for my phone, but why threaten your child for making decisions about their future? Yet she wants me to drop everything and help her out again. What I would say to OP is definitely pay for your own phone, get your independence, and know that you don't owe them anything as far as what you want to do with your future. College isn't for everybody. And our final story of the day is from Left to Cant this at 295. Entitled parents tell me to cover more of my body if I don't want their sons staring at me. This happened on one of my family summer trips. When I was 16, my family and I went to the beach for our usual summer vacation trip. Everything was going great until our fourth day. We woke up, went to have breakfast, went to the gym, and after our workout, we decided to go to the pools to freshen up. While getting changed to our swimsuits, I decided to wear a cute bikini that I'd bought for the trip. Exclamation here, the bikini wasn't very revealing. It was a high-waisted bottom with a cropped short sleeve shirt top with an oversized t-shirt as cover and went on my merry way to the pool. When we arrived there, we got installed in some chaise lounges and I removed my t-shirt because it was a bit hot to be using it. While putting it away, I first noticed a family that was about 7 feet away from us that had a son who seemed my age. The thing is that the son was staring at me, more specifically, my body, and not in a friendly or comfortable manner. Even if he knew that I already caught him staring, he didn't look away. At first, I ignored it and laid on the chaise to relax a bit and read, but I felt him still staring. About 10 minutes after lying down, I decided to go for a swim, and again on my way to the pool, I felt him staring, now at my rear end. I ignored it again and went for a swim. After swimming for half an hour, I returned to my chaise and, surprise surprise, he was staring at me again. I was getting annoyed, but I didn't want to cause a scene either, so I told my mom and my dad. They got upset and, to my surprise, because they always try to avoid drama as well, they stood up to go with the guy's parents to tell them about their son's actions. Once they told the parents what their son was doing, they only said, and I quote, Our son has every right and freedom to look at however he wants. With that comment, my dad got angry and started talking to them again about how that wasn't the right thing to do and that I was starting to feel annoyed and uncomfortable and the mom answered, and again I quote, If your daughter is so delicate and doesn't want anyone to stare at her, she should cover up more of her body. It's not our son's fault that she decided to expose herself like that. At this point I was pissed and stood up to make my way over there to defend myself, which led to an argument. After a few moments, someone from the hotel staff came to us asking what the problem was, and my family explained the situation. The staff took our side and asked the guy's family to either stop the guy, move to another area of the pool, or leave the pool. The three family members got furious at this and started throwing shade at me, even you know what shaming me. Everything to make their son seem like he is not to blame in this situation. Seeing that they weren't going to do anything to solve this, my family and I decided to leave. When we were leaving, the guy kept staring at me and even had the nerve to make the sign of body curves with a chef's kiss while I was looking at him. 
Even if I support the, the problem are not the clothes, ever since that day, I honestly haven't wore a bikini to avoid another situation like this. I guess I just subconsciously avoid wearing one. I think it's disappointing when there's an obvious creeper like this who isn't getting called out for being creepy. Imagine sitting there, knowing your son is absolutely ogling and constantly staring at some girl who's just trying to enjoy her time there, and saying it's somehow the girl's fault. It starts with approving that kind of behavior that leads to people acting out in even more serious ways. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another Entitled Parent story that was crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.